Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And my guest today is one of my friends from elementary school, junior high, high school, and she's still my friend today. However, she lives way across the nation. But uh, she is a great human being. She's a great mom. She's a business owner. She's all the things um, we should aspire to be. So welcome, Katina, into the fast lane with me today. Hi, what a great in- intro. I'm not sure I uh, can live up to all of that, but... <laughs> oh, you live up to it and more. And I usually call her Martini. In fact, in my phone is Martini. And I don't know what year I started calling her Martini, but I'm sure it was in the 90s. Yeah, it definitely was. I noticed that our Zoom meeting was titled Martini Chat also <laughs> when I began to log in, so... I don't know if it started out with as Katina Martina and it just went to Martini. I have no idea, but I like it because I tell Ryan Klein all the time I love tradition and we have very, very little tradition um, in like right now. And so it's a tradition for me to call you Martini. So first of all, let's discuss you. So you are a small town gal graduate. Um, then you turn into a baker and yeah. you are now a mom and a creator. So take us through everyone who's listened to the podcast knows that I encourage people to live better, do better, be better. And and you do that all the time. And if you're a friend of Katina's on any social media, you'll see how active she is in with her children. She has so many different bugs and flowers and adventures on a daily basis. So if you're not her friend, um, I would encourage you to do so. Or you could check out her business page. Let's get felt. Now, why don't, first of all, you can describe what that means in a little bit, not what some of you are probably (laughs) thinking. So let's start with small town person, become a baker. How did you become a baker? Did you, were you always into the baking? Um, I guess I kind of started baking when I was probably around six or seven. I got a, um, I think it was called ABC Baker Cookbook or something. It was like a gold medal flower promotional sent so many barcodes in or whatever. My mom and had sent it in and got this free cookbook. So I found these chocolate chip cookies that I loved to make by myself and I just kept making them. And it was never something that I, like it was never my dream job. But when I got to college, I went to NDSU for respiratory therapy is what I started doing. Mm -hmm. And I needed to buy a car to get to school. So I started working at a grocery store in Fargo and I was working in the bakery department. Basically I started packaging cookies and from there I worked my way, like I practiced decorating cupcakes at night when things needed to be filled and I had nothing to do (laughs) because I was done with everything else. Um, I practiced doing those things and I would decorate cupcakes and cookies they we did frosted cookies so like they had little cartoony type faces on them and from there I just worked my way up to cake decorator and from cake decorator I went back to baking like behind the wall making all the things from scratch with um two guys that I had worked with for a while and then from baker I went to another store as the bakery manager And then we decided 
that we wanted to move from North Dakota to Virginia to be closer to my stepsons. They are in Maryland. So we ended up in Virginia. And how many years ago was that now? Um, about 10 and a half. We moved in February of 2012. Okay. So, and then I worked with it. Yeah. And then I worked at a cupcake shop until Valentine's Day of 2013, which was the day before Xander was born. And did you know that you were going to stop then after he was born? I did not, but he was born five weeks early and we hadn't arranged a daycare situation. And as small as he was, he couldn't go to daycare on a regular timeline anyway. So we did the math and I would have basically been bringing home $200 after working full-time and paying for daycare. So we decided we could live without that $200 and I've stayed home since. So, so now you, when did you start your own business at home? Um, it was the fall of 2016. I, I don't know, Emma was two, almost two, I suppose. She was old enough to play on her own and the kids could play together. And I was kind of bored. Like I needed something to keep my brain occupied (laughs) and making, you know, with not baking in mass commercial quantities anymore. My hands were, you know, the idle hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it was just something to be creative. And I knew that I could sew because I've done sewing projects over the years. But um, so I started with, I think I made for my nephews for the first four ornaments that I made. Um, two for... Uh, we had an exchange student in high school, Simone. She had two little boys. So I sent two to Germany for her. And then um, two for my other nephews that lived in Montana at the time. And I made the mistake of, or maybe not mistake, of posting them on Facebook. And more people wanted them. And then, well, that would have been in November, I guess, of 2016. And then um, in April of 2017, I just created a group for them and that's why it's let's get felt so felt not as in touching felt (laughs) as in actual felt material as in sheep's wool pressed into felt fabric yeah um okay so now you have a good business now I do yeah so you (laughs) went from oh, let's go without the $200 a month to actually being an entrepreneur and owning your own business. Yeah, like um, I have a ornament pre-order list that I started last November, I think, before I was even done with last year's ornaments. And there's, um, I think there's about 100 on there. There was 60 right away after I posted it in the group, 60 ornaments that people wanted for sure so they just said you know write me down and I said I would get back to them for payment and all that stuff I just wanted to have them written down so I had some idea of when to start and how to prepare and I don't like waiting till the last minute for things like that so Mm -hmm. and how many do you have left to do for this year um I think I have about 60 I already have received mine, people, because I don't know. I think it was in May. 
I decided to jump on the bandwagon. So I'm going to have all my Christmas shopping done real early this year. So just so everyone knows. And Here's where some of the simpler ones. So I wanted to just like get those out the door before I had to dive into. There's some more intense ones. Like some people request things like anime characters. So they're super detailed. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not telling away. anyone what mine are in case you're listening to the podcast and <laughs> you are receiving one. No, I'm not saying what they were either. <laughs> they were just quick. So, and it's not just ornaments. So she makes ornaments, but you also like during the pandemic, you made um, masks and you in mass quantities. You yeah, were really busy. Thousands, thousands yeah. of them. Shipping them all over. You also make uh, coffee holders. You know, they're really cute. They're um, that you can put on your, you know, I, I would say Starbucks, Caribou. Um, I yeah, frequent any... the shop next to me. You know, I, I frequent the local ones. So whenever you go out and you get a coffee, it's a it's a little sleeve for your coffee. Yeah, cup. any to-go size koozie. cup. Yeah. Yep, can koozies. What else do you make? Because let's, let's do this. People, when you're looking for... Um, when you're doing your shopping, obviously, I hope that you look to your friends and local people to shop. I think a lot of us do. So what else can you provide for people? Uh, last week, I made a cute cat pillow. I don't know if you saw that posted. I'm surprised that you didn't because I would think that you couldn't possibly live without one yourself. Catnip mice. <laughs> I've ordered catnip mice from you. That too. I've done uh, the cat toys. I don't know. I Basically, if people ask I'm willing to try most anything. The only thing that I've referred to other people was like um, needle felted things. Someone asked me if, if I could do a nativity of just the felted stuff. I don't know if you know what that is, but you just like stab the felt and puff it up to the shape that you want. And mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure I want to learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, or coasters. I just have referred people to one of the people that I order my felt from because she that is actually her business besides wholesale felt she sells coasters and laptop mats and a bunch of trinket trays and things, things like that yeah so it's easier to just refer people to her because she has all the dyes and she cuts them perfectly in all fun mm -hmm. shapes and colors um Otherwise, I do do a lot of hand embroidery. So like, you know, how grandma would have a hoop hanging on the wall of something, maybe an embroidered photo of their house or something inspirational saying with flowers, basically anything. I've made baby gifts and bookmarks. Marks, I'm looking yes. at those. Oh, I see the cat pillow. I love it. I also see, I was waiting for you to post the, see, I don't see all the posts, obviously, because I never saw the post about the business takeover. So in the month of November, she um, has all of her friends take a day and they will share what they sell or make or whatever. Um, it's, it's a small business thing, but it also probably helps you because it's a busy time of year. Um, it does help yeah. me a lot because it keeps my group active. Um, and I can just sew all day, really. I mean, I try to interact with the vendors that have the takeover that day. Basically, they just treat the group like it's their own group, but they get an audience of, well, now it's over 500 people. A new audience. 
right a really? new audience to them and it's basically like a one-stop shop for all of my group members if they want to shop small they can find new businesses or they can get shopping done and a lot of them the a lot of the vendors will do um like a mystery host situation mm-hmm. so if someone places an order for them they also have a chance to win any host rewards but it's just I mean it started out super small I think the first year it was seven vendors that I had I don't even remember what they all were a lot of the companies aren't even still around I don't think but um now we have all of November filled and one day into December <gasps> and I missed out this year oh I can still add you if you would like like yes. December 2nd is available. <laughs> I'll take December 2nd. And I was, as I was looking through that shoes, you just, embro- you embroidered some shoes in July. I did. I did two pairs of shoes, a pair of Converse and then a pair of like canvas slides. Um, I did floral on both of them. And then um, the Converse were a little more meaningful. They had sunflowers. It was a representation of the woman's dad. So it was something that she tied to him with sunflowers. I think that she said they had sunflowers at his funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the back of each shoe, there was a hummingbird. And that was tied to a memory of always being at her grandparents in the summer and seeing hummingbirds at the hummingbird feeders. So I did a female on the one shoe and then a male on the other shoe facing each other. Very cool. So she cried. She posted a video and you know, <laughs> made me cry. <laughs> that's awesome. But I mean, that's the goal. Like, I want people to be so like happy. Tears are always the goal, and that was the thing when I did cake decorating too. Like, there's nothing like handing someone something that you made from nothing and seeing or hearing that joy. You made an ear cake for my sister-in-law's graduation. I did a a cake in the shape of an ear because she's an audiologist. So that was pretty groovy. So you are a parent um, of five. You have two stepchildren and then you and your husband have three children together. What have you learned? um, Like I find how I parent is very different from maybe how I was parented. Do you find the same thing? I do. Yeah. (laughs) And you find it interesting sometimes that's the goal (laughs) (laughs) right because it's interesting I mean I think that there's probably some things that we might do the same or you know we'll be you know we'll be like them but it's funny to me and it's interesting to me and it's also exciting to me that we get these blank canvas of people right? right and we get to help them decide who they are right with maybe some tough love and some nurturing all in one but uh, Ryan Klein and I were talking the other day um, about parenting and I told him I didn't think that it would be like I feel like I want to cry I said I didn't think it was would be as an important job as it is right it's, you know I thought you know everyone has kids right you just have these kids and they just do x y and z and you just have to make sure they survive right and it is so much more than that so for years and years I just kind of well, after my panic attack, I put my business on the back burner because I just wanted to focus on my kids. And I'm at the point now where I could probably do more with my business because they're getting older. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm really having a hard time with that because they're my people. And I feel like going back to work more 
I'm just kind of leaving them high and dry. <laughs> it's the best it's worst job you'll ever have, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And there's always a new situation like that's beyond your control that you just have to try and how like you have to try and figure it out. And I don't know how to explain it. Like one day on the bus, some little girl grabbed Emma's glasses and threatened to throw them out the window. And I was like, people do this. Right. right. <laughs> like her mom wears glasses. She's seven. She should like, this is a thing she should know. You don't swipe at people's faces. You don't touch their glasses and you certainly don't threaten to throw them out the bus window so how did you handle that <laughs> well um she had uh tried to grab Emma's glasses one time last year and they had come home bent so Emma had talked to her last year because I wanted you know I wanted to give them a chance to figure it out so I said Emma you need to let her know that this is not okay and stuff like that and it hadn't happened again last year. So when it did happen again, early this year, I was slightly shocked, but she gets on the bus stop at the same, or at the bus, at the same bus stop as we do. And I talked to her mom fairly regularly. So um, I talked to her and I was like, I really didn't want this to be a thing, but you know, it's come to, she threatened to throw them out the window and I don't, <laughs> you need you need to be involved and I you know I can't discipline your child for you but she needs to know that this isn't okay and if something happens I'm not paying for new glasses mm -hmm. especially if your child is the one that threw them out the bus window right and the mom was receptive yeah she was okay. and she made the little girl come and apologize to Emma and I didn't stick around for the conversation between them in their car but <laughs> right well, that's refreshing because sometimes, you know, if the parents aren't on the same page, you know, <laughs> if they try to blame your kid, you know, I haven't been in that situation, but I've had plenty of patients that will have a situation with their kids and then it can't be resolved because the parents think it's the other kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's such a mess. Yeah. Now no, she homes... turned around and was like, D is this true? And the little girl did admit to it. So, well, that helps. but, uh, she was kind of caught so <laughs> see no I kind of like I love homeschooling my children I don't know how long I will do it but sometimes I do think that they miss out on some of those interactions that they just need to figure out you know because both of them have had different instances like at football or whatever and they come home kind of upset and I'm like well you need to figure this out because mm -hmm. I'm not you know this is not my thing this is something that you need to figure out but at the same time you know are they missing out on the camaraderie are they you know there's so many I don't know I there's never a right answer you just have to do what's right for each individual family but I do worry that they're missing out on some aspects probably some aspects are good that they miss out on but some aspects yeah. you know yeah no I understand there's pros and cons to every educational situation I think but um mm -hmm as far as I can tell you do a good job to get them out and about and they socialize with people. And I mean, it's not like you have them locked in a basement somewhere doing. They're not, but like, sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Cause I like try to be calm and patient. And then as soon as my voice changes, everyone just knows, okay, like it's, <laughs> you need to just stay out of her way and do everything, you know, cause you just try to stay calm I think my issue and I think everyone's issue is like when your kids 
are restless or they're not listening or whatever. And it's like, we just need to get certain things done, right? Like, P.S., they're in my office. Like that adds a whole nother <laughs> level of stress. So yeah. last week I really struggled. And then the next day, Ryan and I were talking about it. And I said, so when you heard my voice change, Ryan <laughs> immediately goes, I knew I just needed to stay the hell out of the way. I just needed to let you do whatever you needed to do and not even say a word. And it's funny because it's like, you have to become so serious sometimes. And then I'm thinking, this isn't even, this isn't even the person I am. Right. Yesterday I was unloading the dishwasher before bus time. And I think I asked them if they had brushed their teeth like three times and no one answered. And I thought to myself, you know, I never imagined that so much of parenting would be just talking to myself. Like I was talking to a wall. Like, does anyone anyone listen? You say their names, they don't listen. You like. Yeah, but it's true because you open a bag of chips. And they're, they're like hounds. It's like, I was just asking, I, like, I can't even sneak cookies in the pantry because y'all will be all over me, but you can't hear me when I'm saying, shut the TV off, put your shoes away, brush your teeth. Let's get in the car. Yeah. It's selective to a whole. And the minute you go to the bathroom, someone needs something. So one of my patients said today, and I love it. She said that her children will come in and like want a sandwich when she's in the shower. And so she'll say, do you make sandwiches in the bathtub? (laughs) And it was so funny because I said, I'm going to use that because (laughs) Ryan will be out in the kitchen, out in the living room, and someone is in the bathroom (laughs) needing something like food. (laughs) Why are you asking me? I don't have fruit snacks in here. This is a shampoo bottle. Like, get out of here. We'll get home from the bus stop and Nathan will be on the couch or at the table or somewhere in the house and I'll be outside still playing with Owen because he never wants to come right in the house and they'll come outside and ask me what they can have for a snack I'm like you have another parent that you probably walked by to come ask me this question yes dad can say yes or dad can say no or dad can give you options like I get it but I don't know is it being the mom (laughs) being a parent best and worst job sometimes all rolled into one the worry you have the joy you have the I mean it's a serious job I guess some people take it more seriously than others but all right I'm going to respect your time so in closing what would you say to someone who's listening who maybe is a stay-at-home parent or maybe isn't a job that they don't like but they have a passion um, as a hobby what would you say to them I would say don't go into it expecting that everything is going to be huge right away. Like I started my group in 2017 and I think I made 20 ornaments that year. And now I have more work than I ever dreamed of. I started my group with seven members and now there's 507 members. And honestly, to say that it terrifies me that it got that big because I never wanted it to be that big. It was just something that I was going to do in my spare time. It was never like a big dream, but I like to, my favorite thing to do with any money that I make that's extra. My main goal was to just pay for supplies. Basically. I just wanted something to occupy my time. I started with $150 worth of supplies And from there, as long as I could make enough money to buy more supplies, that was all that I cared about. 
but I've done fundraisers. Um, there was, I gave money to my friend's dad who lost his house to a hurricane in Texas a few years back. Um, I, last year, a friend's little girl was um, diagnosed with brain cancer. I did a fundraiser for her and we gave $700 um, from the sale of those coffee sleeves. And I had other small businesses involved and we made um, little zipper pouch bags filled with samples of all the other small business goodies. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't like, I don't do it for the money and that's, I do it for the relationships and the reward of, you know, when people get their stuff, they are so happy they cry. Um, I don't know. You could go into it for the money, but I see so many people that go into something and they think that it's just going to blow up instantly. And that's often not the way that it happens. You, I feel like, especially a crafting business or anything like that, it kind of has to grow organically. Like your friends have to tell their friends and it has to be something that they would be interested in, like a custom ornament or a memorial ornament. Like I do ornaments that look like people's pets that have passed away or things like that. I've done memorial ornaments for babies, angel babies that, you know, it breaks my heart every time, but it's a need. So, you, and it's not something that you can find at Hallmark, no. right? So there's no angel baby memorial ornaments, I'm sure at Hallmark that are personalized with names and dates and mm -hmm. things like that. So I don't know. I would just say, if you have a passion for something, start small and people will feel your passion and it might blow up bigger than you ever imagined. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.